squad houston we have a sleigh welcome to another episode of a hundred steps to drag the podcast where me natasha hundreds sit down with your favorite drag artists and ask them what is it that makes you so special quickly just kidding. Uh, My guest today is looking great. Like, this is a whole setup. I'm trying to convince her to stream, but not happening anytime soon. Fabulous, sensational trivia host. She's got a single out. She's a professional dancer. Girl, she does everything. Give it up for Miss Shumai. Houston Slay is arriving in three, two, one. Houston, something smells like msg Ooh, it's me miss you my hi hi oh my god i'm i'm craving some like chinese food now <laughs> well you got her right here bitch i know <laughs> right in front of me i love it how are you mama i am good it's so good to see you and chat with you i feel like i only ever see you on like my tiktok and stuff like that which by the way incredible you're so good at content creating <laughs> thank you thank you i just have a lot of time well i used to have a lot of time in my hands when i started it and i'm like oh how can i i already spent so much time on tiktok might as well do something and now i'm like oh i wish i had more time with my hands i feel that i feel that but i love your tiktok too a girl i oh, wish i could you. dance and move the way you do it's girl. it's amazing Really? You can dance? The fuck? <laughs> I mean, I can dance, but not like you. Slay. Well, like, we'll get together and I'll teach you a K-pop cover or something like that. <laughs> Please do. Are, are you a trained dancer or are you just more like a street yeah. trained dancer? Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no. I wasn't. Unfortunately, I wasn't trained by the streets. I was trained by a, a dance studio. Yeah, I actually I started dancing in high school and did like hip-hop classes at one of my local studios. That's how I kind of got started. But then I branched off into different styles, such as, like, contemporary, jazz, tap, ballet, you name it. Did the whole, like, collegiate dance team circuit, directed the team and everything. And um, now I choreograph and teach professionally. I stand. I stand. Do you have, like, a, a favorite genre that you like to dance or teach? Yeah, well, I teach... Uh, so, as a dance teacher now, I mainly teach heels. I mean, I have I have a billion gigs, as you may know. You know, there's, as entrepreneurial artists as we are, we have many hats we wear. N some of them are wigs. Um, <laughs> most of them are wigs, honestly. Most of them are wigs, and some <laughs> of them need to be clean. <laughs> oh, me. Uh, are you looking at my wigs from up there? Are you looking at mine? <laughs> So uh, I mainly right now teach heels, so like dancing and high heels, which has now become a genre in and of itself. So basically dancing like you're a dirty fucking power bottom. I should be really good at it, but somehow I'm not. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole separate technique, actually, like especially nowadays. Um, so, yeah, come to a class. I'll guest you. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not, I'm gonna take your word on that because it's super fun. I I did a, a heels class before the pandemic in this little studio oh, yeah? in Santa Ana. Yeah, it was so fun. It was super slutty. The instructor she was a slut, and I was loving it. She was owning it as she should. But I'm like, it's so hard because you have to shake your ass, and I don't have an ass out of drag. It was hard, but I feel like I learned a lot, and that really helped me. Natasha Huntress doesn't have an ass out of drag. No. Hmm. I, sh I hate to break it down to y'all. Really? I do not. I I'm wow. actually pretty flat. You really? Well, yes. you heard it. Well, keep going to class and then let's build a fucking ass. Cause uh, no, cause honestly, like dance is a really good like glute workout. You think this one lifts a thing? 
granted my ass isn't big she she has she has some density to her and that is because when you're in heels you're squeezing for your fucking life no girl she don't live for those claws honey no I can't be bothered to. I can't. No, no. But you know what's funny? I just remembered the reason I took that class, uh, it's because I was in a competition back then. And then uh, for one wait, of the wait, nights... Wait, 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 which one? Which one? I was in facade. Oh, uh... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and here comes the tea. So one night I was at the bottom. I was in the bottom too. I survived the lip sync. And then I was asking one of the judges, like, what do you think? What can I do different, etc. You know. And the judge, I mean, I love her because she was so honest she low-key read me for fail she was like you need like a wig with more volume for your face you need to do that on this stage you look like a man so i recommend you know heels class i'm like oh oh my god that <laughs> Damn. i was like work i appreciate the honesty but so i went and took a heels a couple heel classes she said she said you better go to class find your pussy <laughs> literally <laughs> like you look like a man did you find the pussy i'm assuming you found the pussy I, at some point yeah since then i have found the pussy okay good i'm so glad so i realized i haven't seen you perform live in a long time i think the only time was the night that we met which was oh my god five years ago <laughs> so that was so early in both of our drag careers oh my god it was i remember we met That's at Faultline. So is this a live Faultline? i don't think so r.i.p though r.i.p yeah that was the same night i met because i was there with uh bb formerly known as blazer discoteca bb discoteca we i remember we had just finished like a work event where we were like putting people in drag makeup and then so we were both in drag already so we were like hey let's go out to a show and then we went to that show and that's how we met that is so funny yeah oh my i think that's the only time now that i'm kind of like thinking back you're gonna be surprised you'll be like oh well nothing's changed (laughs) Since last time that I saw you. LOL, I still remember like my flat blonde hair, my flat blonde synthetic. Oh, I thought I thought it was so cute with that. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't think that you're cute, like beginning of drag, even if you look like a mess, something is, right. is not clicking. Yeah, you have to be right, delusional. Right, right. right, right. Just a little bit of delusion. That's how you that's the that's the catalyst of drag delusion literally because uh, nobody looks good at the beginning and nobody and you know what there's nothing wrong with crunch in fact some of my favorite cereals have crunch in their names exactly Captain cinnamon crunch. toast i think those are the only two that have crunch. i think so but honestly i'm more of a honeycomb what are the honeycomb 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 oats what do you call it <laughs> Horny bunches of oats. <laughs> Horny bunches. <laughs> Horny Honestly, nut cheerio. Horny uh, nut cheerios. Listen, <laughs> we're projecting here. We're trying to manifest all these mm. things. Yeah, I, w- I want. I want to be pollinated. Shit. Uh, <laughs> listen, now I'm a different kind of hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna stop calling it Horny Nut Cheerios from now on. <laughs> oh my god, uh, our own brand. Oh my god, Horny Bunches of Oats. That is so funny. I'm, I'm gonna so go to run to the store and get me some Horny Bunches of Oats. I'm gonna run uh-huh. on Smithies and get me some Horny Bunches of Oats. That you will. Uh, just Alt-Tab over, I'm sure it's open. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody open, yeah. <laughs> Someone's uh, I'm, open. I'm sure someone. Hopefully uh, someone nearby. Anyways, yes. Let's talk about um, you, about your career. Like, 
How long ago have you been doing drag? I know you've been dancing for a while, but what came yeah. first, the drag or the dancing? So the dancing definitely came first. So I started dancing in high school. Are we the same? Are we around the same age? I think we're around the same age, right? I'm 31. Okay, I'm 20. I'm 29. I'm turning 30 this yeah. year. We're about we're about the, we're about the same age. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I started dancing in high school. So that's kind of where I found like my performance experience. Right. Funnily enough, that was like the only thing that I really found growing up that I could like have some semblance of excelling at because growing up i mean i i went to an extremely competitive asian high school where everyone was like doing x y and z extracurriculars like most of your classes were ap classes like if you scored below a 2000 on the sat you were considered like a dumbass kind of a thing like that it was it was a very very cutthroat all while trying to juggle like being like a well-rounded person for college applications and stuff like that i felt a lot of pressure to just like you know try and be good at something but i was like not that smart i'm like not that athletic and then i found dance and i was like oh wow i'm actually somewhat okay at this and by somewhat okay i was awkward as hell at first but at least i was able to pick up choreography thank you years of piano for somehow translating the ability to memorize movements from my fingers to the rest of my body that's how i started with the dance career after college like as i mentioned i directed some dance teams started teaching at some i started teaching um and i was going out to auditions to try and be booked as a dancer as one does in LA, but I felt like a lot of the times, especially more so back then in like the earlier 2010s, having a more queer expression, especially in dancing, was like not as not as bookable, I will say. Um, yeah, they wanted like were... the masculine dancers. Like and even if like you were you... gay, yeah. like they were they wanted like the mask gay, like Yannis Marshall, like that kind of gay. Yeah. They, they want like the J-Lo backup dancer, like, oh, you can be in touch with your femininity, but in like a butch queen way. And obviously like, <laughs> look at me, I, I've never changed from a twink. And I tried going from the twink to twunk thing and that didn't, that wasn't authentic to me. And so that's how I started getting into teaching more so and trying to choreograph a little bit more, which has done, I've done, I've done some great projects doing so, but it always just felt like there was like a, an essence of my stardom that I never really tapped into. And so that's that's when I found out about drag. And that's something I, I always kind of wanted to do was explore femininity in this kind of a way. And using drag as a performance for me when I first started out and I was kind of developing my uh, drag, my brand, my persona, I really wanted to use this art form as a way to connect my queerness and connect my heritage all in one thing. Because there was a, lo a lot of storytelling that you can't do through dance as much as you can through do through drag. I like to say that like some of my main pillars of drag are culture, choreography, sensuality, and cosplay. Um, cosplay because my first time in drag was actually at Anime Expo. And so I, I, the cosplay community and cosplay and anime and games in general are a big part of my Asian American experience too. So that's how I celebrate through drag. And so that's how Miss Shumai was born. And my first time in drag was in 2016 at Anime Expo. That sounds so much fun. And I also love how you have your drag divided into pilots like dancing, culture, cosplay. I'm like, wow, I love learning how other artists kind of like outline their drag. It's lovely because it's very spot on. Your drag is always very dancey. It's always representative of your culture. And it's a little bit of cosplay too. I'm like, okay, work. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So it's been quite a fun journey. Um, I definitely like have, like, especially in LA, like when I first started, there was, there were a lot of Asian drag performers but there was never like a we were always just like 
kind of spread out everywhere and we weren't really like connecting with one another. Um, and so one of the first major gigs that, or major gigs for me in my career that I booked was performing at the Gay Asian Night in West Hollywood. I don't know if you've ever been to B- B- Rage on Friday nights back in the day. I, yeah, I went a couple of times and it was also uh-huh, 18 yeah. plus, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that night, I had been going to that night since I was like 18, like literally within my first five weeks of college, like moving and moving to L.A. Um, And so and I would go like my dance team and I would go every week after practice kind of a thing. And so like that place kind of raised me as like a queer. And so to be able to have performed there was such a full circle moment and also just feeling and seeing the difference because they booked me to perform on Mid-Autumn Festival, which is a uh, pretty important uh, festival to mostly Chinese, but also mostly uh, Chinese, Korean and Vietnamese cultures uh, where you celebrate the uh, harvest moon. That was really dope to be able to do a one of my first performances with them and biggest performances with them was something that was to do a number specifically to celebrate being unapologetically queer and unapologetically Chinese. That kind of like really solidified how the direction of where I want to take my drag and also solidified that, wow, it feels so different to plan a number for people of your culture versus a general C-white audience. That hard uh because i honestly personally struggle to sometimes portray my culture on numbers because a lot of the venues that i currently work at are predominantly audience you know the audience is predominantly white and i'm like i don't know if they're gonna get it first of all the language a lot of the numbers they want to do are in spanish and i'm like i don't know if they all speak spanish or they relate to this song the way that we relate to but i enjoy like whenever i have the chance to like perform at santa ana or like there was this place called noa noa in boyle heights i'm like oh those were like the mecca Mm. for me i'm like i can just go all out right 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 and it's like the audience gets it you know like it's such an it's it's such a healing feeling especially in a society where like we're kind of taught and we we grew up thinking that we have to like hide our um quote quote otherness in a sense you know because of assimilation and all that bullshit um so it's it's so healing to be able to feel that from an audience it is so nice it's it's comforting and the audience also understands that because the, the one night that i was at noah noah i was performing this old school ballad in spanish and i'm like i know this is very niche but i know somebody out there will get it and i make a ton of money like even i went out there and nomi was there and she's like oh girl you made the most money with that ballad and i'm like it's because people get it people get it <laughs> slay oh and that's how you know it hits is when you made the most money from a ballad <laughs> from a ballad in spanish i'm like okay yes right, right. yeah i the only ballads i've ever done were actually in chinese it's and people get it yeah yeah people get it I also love that you opened doors for the Asian community in Los Angeles. Oh, you started you. hosting the Sen Nudes Party. Yay! Is that still uh, going on? Absolutely. Uh, we just had our last show, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, and so uh, Send Nudes is LA's current only uh, regular monthly all Asian Pacific Islander drag show. Um, so our entire cast is all API. We definitely are very focused on uplifting queer and trans API artists, um, especially creating new opportunities for folks who are um, underrepresented 
in a lot of drag spaces. So especially we try to make sure we're intentional about booking drag kings, um, intentional about making sure that it's not like primarily East Asians that are booked. We have like South and Southeast Asians booked as well and Pacific Islanders booked as well. I mean, we're always looking for more performers to add to our roster. So if you yourself are API, and want to perform hit me up hit me up i got hit you miss Ramaya. she's nice she's nice send her a message yeah i love that now a question that i get rather often on tiktok is like people mm. that have like two left feet that are like oh my gosh i'm like terrible mm. at dancing but i mm. i want to do drag like how can i go about this what would you say to them like i know that dancing is not necessarily like everything right. when it comes to drag but right. i think it kind of helps it does and i will say that dance isn't necessary to be a successful drag queen but or a successful drag performer but what is important that dance can help with is stage presence. And techniques around dance can help your stage presence because you're able to hold yourself in a more confident manner and you're able to practice performing in a different way. I would say that when people say they have like two left feet, like I think that it's one of those things, it's kind of similar to like singing, right? It's like, you say like, oh, you can't sing, but those are things you can train. Granted, everyone's threshold of training is gonna very person to person and that's fine but those are skills that you can always learn and some things you might discover that you might be really good at this very one specific style of dance versus like what you might conventionally learn as like oh hip-hop or something that's like my as like the basis of dance kind of a thing so i would say just do it honestly like get yourself into a class and if you suck that's what you're there for literally no. literally <laughs> that's what you're there for you think the first time I put on makeup, I was like, gorgeous? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you think that the first time I stepped into a dance class, I killed it? No, I I only had the confidence to be like, oh, I am somewhat not bad. And so I was like, let's keep going. And you know what? Fear, fear is obviously very valid, but also like no one in a class is judging you based on how you do. Everyone is there to improve. Right. You just just get into a class and have fun with it. I think that's one of the main important things that I think for developing a skill, whether it benefits your drag or not, or if that's to start drag, if fun is not at the core essence of what you're doing, it's not going to be good. Literally. And I love that line that, you know, step into the class and don't think that anybody is judging you. Because honestly, that's sometimes how I feel. Like even right, when I go right. like, you know, fitness classes or whatever, when I took that right. those heels class, I'm like, oh shit. What if they think that, I'm, that I suck? But honestly, like nobody fucking cares. <laughs> no, literally there is, everyone is going to tell you you had a you did great no matter how bad you did <laughs> literally as a teacher myself and i i teach the heels class it's an open level heels class so i get granted i tell people it's like an intermediate to advanced level i get people from trained professionals from people who are like this is my first or second dance class ever and they still and they still do and they still kill it you know some people some of the drag performers in our community actually come out to my classes too like de la rosa has come out to a class siri comes to my classes pretty pretty often too I need to show up. I need to show up. Do, do a shameless plug. When and where are your classes going on? So if you're interested in taking heels classes, um, I teach at a studio called Roots. It's R-U-T-S. You would think it's Roots, but it's actually Roots. Roots Dance Studio in K-Town Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Yeah. Where do you live? Are you nosy? I live in Long Beach, so almost. Long Beach. Gotcha, yeah, Long gotcha. Beach. Playa Larga. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. I know a studio that's near you, actually. Really? In Long Beach? Yeah, the, uh, Torrance. Mm, okay. 
the a hop and a skip over. Um, but a bunch of my friends teach at their teacher, and I actually used to teach there too, but, uh, like back in like 2015, 16. Um, it's called Epicenter. Look it up. They got my friend uh, Andrew teaches a heels class there, and he's really really good. I'm gonna look it up because honestly, I've been wanting to to get back into the classes. It really does help. It really, really does help you out. I can tell when, even as like a professional dancer, I can feel the difference when I haven't like danced or trained in a while, and how that translates to how I perform on stage. Like I can tell I'm just like a little bit more wobbly, a little bit less like flexible, and a little bit more winded <laughs> after my number. <laughs> that part, um, trying to host after your number, and you're like, yeah, girl. <laughs> This is the words. I hate that. I hate when I have to host and like out, right after I go and perform, I'm like, oh, girl. This is me hard. on stage. Me on stage, sitting, reading, reading trivia questions, uh, right after my number, and especially in the summer when it's like, oh yeah, I'm sweating. I just did like a like a full out dancing number. My I can feel my wig line softening and lifting from my head. Don't know if my lash is it's divorcing itself from my eyelid. Yes. Like, <laughs> I feel that sweat uh. dripping down my back and into oh, my God. pads oh Ooh. my God. Ooh, wet oh wet, nothing sexier than wet pads there's nothing better than drag in the summer in los angeles uh, nothing nothing better the no. only thing better drag in the summer in southeast asia <laughs> Oh my god. The I don't know. Th- I do not know how the girls do it out there. It's too hot. The only thing better is, is horny nut Cheerios. Horny nut Cheerios. The only thing that can save you from dragging the summer. <laughs> but speaking of trivia, I want to also talk about that because you host yeah. a weekly trivia at Redline. How did that start? I do. I got reached out to uh, by my producer, Joe, who is the uh, main producer and founder of Unicorn Trivia. And so reach out to me saying they wanted to start this show at Redline. It'd be a it it had many iterations of what this show was, I will say, because originally we were a trivia plus video games competition. And it was like kind of confusing to explain, but we had like this grand idea. And then it eventually and then there was like a drag competition involved. There were like so many ideas in one show and we rolled with it. And that's how we started. And so that was summer 2021, actually. So. So we've been going for like a year and a half now, basically. And yeah, and then it basically ended up evolving into a trivia night, which is much simpler. Every Wednesday at 8 at Redline. Um, and we are currently also expanding Unicorn Trivia to other locations as well. We have a, I think we're going to be potentially monthly at Hamburger Mary's Ontario soon. And then potentially other bars across LA as well. Work! I love that! Come on, yeah. Unicorn Trivia! Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, that sounded like, I, I sounded like a donkey, but I was like, "Well, how does Rapidash sound?" True. How does Galarian Rapidash sound? What's her <laughs> her little thing? I think it's the same, but just a little fruitier. Uh, oh my god, a little more like you know, <laughs> a little more, mm, a little more. This one's got a little sweetness to it. <laughs> the the Cantonian Rapidash is um, a regular season of Drag Race, and then Galarian LOL. is All Stars. Not All Stars. The the Galarian one is wearing human hair. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that, and I love that. Well, I've been to trivia a couple of times, just regular trivia at bars.、Mm-hmm. I have, I, I think that one time that I, the last time we saw each other, I was at red line, and then I got for like the last round of trivia. Yeah, yeah, you were there at the very end. Yeah, I need to go for the full game because I love it. I'm a little bit of a nerd yeah, myself, yeah. and people take it very seriously. Have you ever had like anybody that's like mad over the result or anything? So right now we do have our own、uh, system where so you play just play on. On your phone, kind of a thing, so it is an automated system. We don't gotta like track scores or anything like that, and so it's easy. But with that comes technical difficulties, and so some people get mad about a score, and you know we just kind of have to deal with it. Some things we can fix, some things we can't. Some people take it seriously, some people don't. I mean, the prize is a good prize. Like if you get first place, you get a fifty dollar bar tab for that you can use whenever, kind of a thing. But also, it's like.、Mm. <laughs> like it's not like, a serious girl. <laughs> no, 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 it's not that serious. But yeah, it's been a fun time hosting. So I co-host that with、uh, my good friend Jenna Sequa,、um, who is an amazing and hilarious performer as well. It's been a really fun time, and I am very thankful to be having a regular weekly show. Yeah, performing weekly is tiring though. I, I, I bet you know. <laughs> no, yeah, I right now have like the weekly Drag Race viewing party, and I do a number、uh-huh. at the beginning and at the end of the show, and it's exhausting.、Okay. And、yeah. also, kind of like mentally, because I know that nobody's keeping track, but I hate kind of like repeating outfits. And, and like, numbers、oh. too. And numbers,、yeah. and I'm like,、yeah. oh my god, I have to do something new, and that means learning、right. and sewing. Like, oh my、right. god.、Um, yeah, that's why I try my best to like bring. I I, I like now that I've been since I've been performing weekly, basically for like the last year and a half more so. Granted, I was performing still regularly like during the pandemic too. Like still like bringing back old numbers just so I don't have as much mental load. And they're still good numbers too. Like they deserve to be seen more. Those old outfits, they do. Deserve to be seen more if they still fit.、Um, some of mine don't fit anymore, but that's okay. You know, some of my old outfits do not deserve to be seen anymore, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that part, that part. <laughs> no, but yeah, I have to remind myself of like, okay, if I have a good number, I have to like bring it up a little more often. It can't just die,、right. you know. No, yeah. Oh, my favorites are when I have a really good number and I know it does well, and it's not a really tiring number. Like it's like it's an easy number. Like I do a number where it's to take a bow by Rihanna, and no one steal this. If I know you steal this, I will know. We're gonna、okay? fuck you up.、Um, I'm gonna fuck you up, especially if you're not Asian. Don't do this, okay? If you're Asian, I I might talk to me. Well, you'll get a pass. But、uh, so I basically、uh, I take out like a bamboo steamer and then I hand out bows because go on and take a bow. I am. And then、bad. the rest of the nut. And then the rest of the number, I just like eat it like as slutily as I can, and then so that's my favorite brunch number to do because then I get breakfast. That is so okay. You have to let me know next time you're doing this, so I can be there in the audience and take a bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that see, but like those, that one is like, oh yeah, that feel that feels like a classic one to bring back, and also it's easy. It's easy. You know what? We already work so hard. Why to overwork、right. ourselves so much? Right. Right. I, I don't know if I have like a low hanging. Fruit, kind of a number. Excuse my my white expressions. I was working today. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know what that means. No, but I love. I know,、um, but like, I hate to say them. It's like when I'm when I'm not working. When I'm working, I have to say them to you know fit in with the with my coworkers. Since do they think I'm smart? Wait, so do do we? Are we both uh day? Are we both day job drag queens right now? I think we are. I, I think, think we, we are. are.、Oh, wait, what's your day job? You want the fancy name, or do you want like just the whatever name? 
give me a fucking LinkedIn elevator pitch. Uh, no. I am excited to announce that. <laughs> oh, I hate those posts. Oh um, well, officially, my, my title is Diversity Recruiting Program Lead. So Play. I know, right? You work, in D- like- you work in DNI? I didn't know you worked in DNI. Yeah, I do. What the well, fuck? D- DNI recruiting. So I do like Play. campaigns and trainings uh-huh. and stuff. So like to promote diversity hiring because our company is white as hell. Um, and it's fun. I do care a lot about it, but I think that sometimes I'm the only one that cares about it. So it's it has its challenges. I feel that. I feel that. I feel. That. What about you? What's your gig? So my current day job, I actually work for LA County's public health department. Department. I'm contracted to working in the vaccine department specifically doing onboarding and logistics. So it's extremely, extremely entertaining. It's extremely... <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, important because it is. It sounds like it's no, important. No, it is important. Yeah. So I'm glad to have been able to do a job that is helping the community and helping out with the pandemic. Public health is obviously something that is important to me. Um, I have a background in nonprofit and in public health as well. Um, some of my first early jobs were working in nonprofit specifically with HIV and AIDS. Yeah, I'm still, I guess, kind of still working in public health, but my I don't have a fancy job title. I'm just an admin aide. <laughs> I mean, the first, uh, the, the, the way you explained it, it, it sounded really important. Thank you. My job is really important. I send a lot of emails and I make sure people get hired and I also make sure they go. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that part is the most important. <laughs> like, bitch, are you showing up or what? <laughs> Or, no, it's more so, oh, this person's getting laid off. I have to go process you being laid off now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. Um, but I'm not, luckily, I'm not, like, t- directly talking to the people. It's ma- it's mainly liaisoning multiple mm-hmm. things, keeping tr- keeping track of invoices and contracts and stuff like that. It, that's my boring emails day job. That, but I work from home. I can't complain. Honestly, same. I work from home, so I'm like, oh, I have to just withstand this to white people. Right, right. <laughs> Oh God! Oh. It's okay. They pay the bills. <laughs> it uh, it do, it do. Yeah, especially like during the pandemic. Wait, were you ever freelancing full time as doing drag? No, no, okay. I have not. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. So have I've, you even during the pandemic, it? I had this job, so it was like okay, okay gotcha. It's good. Slay. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, because I was like, I had started freelancing full time back in 2019, actually, and so I was freelancing basically for a year up until the pandemic hit. And I was still freelancing during the pandemic, too. Like, I was doing a lot of virtual gigs for corporations and still doing, like, virtual shows and stuff like that. I never want to go back. Please, no. Please, everyone get vaccinated. If you don't know, yes. if you know that your neighbor is not, like, you know, I don't know. At, thi- at this point, come on. At this point, like, we're already shutting down, like, the vaccine distribution sites and everything. Like, come on, just, just, go, just go get the vaccine, please. Please do it. Please do it. If you're listening from... I don't know, Florida, please go get your vaccine, <laughs> especially there. So yeah, like I, last year I did a few virtual gigs and I was like, oh, well, this feels weird now that we're like back performing in person. Yeah, but I did a lot of virtual gigs during the pandemic up until I got this job. I was like booking a lot and like, you know, I was still doing okay. Uh, I was even teaching dance over Zoom too god i never want to do that again that sounds kind of fun i i took a voguing class online oh yeah yeah but it was different because you got to like download the video it wasn't like live 
Yeah. Was it Gravity? Was it Gravity yeah. Studio? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Gravity, Gravity and I went to college together. I love I Really? Love yeah. Oh my we God. go way back. We walked one of our first balls together, actually. That is yeah, so fun cool. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. Now Gravity is a very famous uh, person in ballroom. And now I do drag. I don't do, I don't, I'm not as involved in the ballroom scene at all anymore. Yeah. What but category did you walk? Oh, just Virgin Vogue. Hmm. I wasn't, in, I was just before I started doing drag too. My last time I walked was actually at the Legends Ball in LA. And then I ended up going up against my friend Jamie, Jamie Ninja, who was on season one of uh, yeah, Legendary. Legendary. And yeah. I looked at her and I was like, what the fuck are you doing in this category? Because I knew, I knew she was an amazing Voguer, but I knew, but also we, she danced for me before. Like she did some of my, pro she did some of my projects before. And so I was like, you're going to wipe the floor with my ass. This is not fair. And then she was like, oh yeah, I just have never walked because I like never felt like I was ready. And I'm like, well, shit, why am I here? And so obviously she wiped the floor with my ass and I haven't walked again. So thanks, Jamie. We're traumatizing. Hope, the, hope your kid's doing well. I'm just kidding. She didn't traumatize me. I just like, after that, I just like was like, I got busier with drag and stuff like that. And so my endeavors took me elsewhere. It looks so fun. I've been wanting to go back or to go to a ball. I don't think I have to go, gone to any. I know Girl, what kind of what kind of, what kind of queer I am. <laughs> No, but they look so much okay. fun. You'd be you'd be surprised. There are plenty of queers who have never been to a ball, and there are plenty of drag queens who have never been to a ball and uh, know their way through some tips. And the yeah, there are, oh. there, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no, no, I don't want to be one of them. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll make sure I go to the next one in LA. Yeah, yeah, they're good. And I know that they're, I think they still do free Vogue classes at Reach LA on Tuesdays. So if anyone listening ever wants to go to a Vogue class, I think they're still happening on Tuesdays. It's hosted by the House of Ballmen or Mark Jacobs now, question mark. Things have changed, um, but it's Jamari, I think, that does it. That seems fun. And also, like, I know it was a virtual class and it was basically just a video, <laughs> like right, walking right, right. me was... step to step. But it, I think, like, it helped yeah. me too, like, to yeah, you know, nah. loosen up a little bit because I'm really stiff. So I'm like, it helped mm -hmm. me, like, loosen up a little bit. Especially in the hips too, because you're so in, 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 in catwalky, it's like all hips. So go check. I think it was like $5 too. Like, it wasn't even bad. Slay. Slay. Yeah. Slay. I'm sure, I'm sure those, I'm sure those videos are still up. Yeah. Yeah, there had to be somewhere. But we're going from dancing to singing because guess what? Oh my guys? god. Miss <laughs> Shumai is also a singer. Do you want to oh. tell everybody about your single? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so this is a newer endeavor for me, which is why I'm reacting in this way. And so, yeah. Uh, so I started doing voice lessons during the pandemic. Fun fact, during the pandemic, trying to like, you know, lay off this co the COVID weight. And so I was like doing yoga a lot. Ended up try getting into a freak yoga accident. And by that meaning, I tried to do a handstand or a headstand, not against the wall, just like by my Myself. And then I like flipped over and then like base almost like basically like broke my foot against a closet almost almost so it was just a, it was a really bad sprain nothing fractured thankfully but I was out for a long time from that so I was like oh might as well pick up some other skills so I picked up both voice acting and singing lessons so fast forward I started that during the pandemic I wouldn't say I am at all like a an incredible vocalist but I can say that I definitely have experience singing now because I came out with my first single uh, a couple Couple weeks ago and um, the song is called luckier and i wanted to release this song because can you think of a single queer asian american lunar new year song i don't think so 
Exactly. Now there's at least one. As someone who celebrates Lunar New Year and especially now celebrating these events um, in queer spaces, like with my chosen family, has been so meaningful to me. This is something I wanted to do kind of for the community and also for myself to be able to have a Lunar New Year song that is unapologetically queer and also unapologetically Asian American as well. A lot of times the music, the music and songs that we listen to are, you know, things that we grew up listening to. They're all in Chinese, which is great. And they're all very traditional. And I wanted to make something that was uh, kind of a little bit more modern, but still un uh, unapologetically Chinese and also uh, very K-pop and dancey influenced. Yeah, you can f find it. It's available on all streaming platforms. Um, it's called Luckier. The music video is also out um, on YouTube. And uh, I'm going to release the dance practice video for it soon. So. I'm so down because it's super catchy. I am already trying to do like the, the TikTok one, the one you have on TikTok. <laughs> and I'm like, that one's oh, easy. Okay. You can do it. Yeah, that one's easy. <laughs> I can do that. I want to be in drag though and be like, okay, yeah. But I love it. The video is super visually appealing. Go watch Thank it. You. The song is catchy. Did you write it yourself or did you have any help? Yeah, so I co-wrote it with a friend. Her name is Elise Go. She's an amazing, talented singer too. Like when you have artist friends, yeah, you support them. She's one of those people who like I when I first discovered her music, I wasn't like really that close friends with her at first, but I was like just repeating her songs over and over just because they were so good. So I'm not just saying that just because like just because she's my friend, genuinely her songs are really fucking catchy so yeah she's also like very similar to me like we're both from the bay area we're both uh we're both taiwanese cantonese americans so we're both like kind of the same <laughs> the same flavor of chinese american so yeah we uh co got connected through a asian creatives facebook group <laughs> um and yeah we connected uh she helped me co-write the song could not have done it without her honestly like because this is only like the second song i've co-written i haven't written a song completely by myself yet but yeah and then uh, we worked on getting the song produced and it's out. And then I produced and choreographed the music video myself. And we've performed it a bunch of times with my backup dancers and stuff. So, yeah. No, it's everything. I am truly obsessed with all of it, with the music video, with Cute. the song. I love it. Is there anything that you would have done differently now that you're looking back at all of that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for loving the song and appreciating it. Obviously, like, coming out, especially as a drag queen coming out with music, because we know very well that the drag queen to releasing music pipeline is, like, a thing. And sometimes the music part of that pipeline isn't the best, and it just sounds like drag queen music. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, this the kind of no yeah, it's it's just it's just sing rapping about feeling your oats, which is obviously so this so fun time and place. I didn't want my music to be like that though. I definitely wanted my music to be something that's catchy and it's a song that I would perform to. That is the main thing. I wanted to make music that I wanted to perform to. So, I, so for yeah, Lunar New Year, I didn't have to make a mix or anything. I made a song instead. So yeah, and obviously because I'm like very deep into the K-pop hole, the K-hole if you will, I obviously had a lot of influences from K-pop groups and K-pop music going into this as well. I guess things I would have done differently is one, wish I started sooner, but that's okay. I wish that I, I had a bigger budget and more time for the music video though. The music video was shot in two days and I guess I think the total filming time was less than three hours. Like it was a very, very quick shoot. We only had one, we had one location indoors with my dancers and then outdoors in Chinatown for 40 minutes before they kicked us out of Chinatown. And then, <laughs> yeah, I had like 
two and a half to three hours in the the pier space that I rented and that was it. So I think I wanted more looks, more B-roll. In my head, I kind of wanted like a little bit more like, like, I don't know, I wanted like acting. Maybe I wanted like a love interest in here somewhere. You know what I mean? Because the, the song was very much so inspired by falling in love with someone at a Lunar New Year festival. That's kind of what the, that's what the inspiration of the song was. And so I wanted, I, I wanted to pretend like I was falling in love with someone at the Lunar New Year festival. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, I didn't have time to make it as high budget as I wanted to. But people said it looked professional, so I'll, I'm, I'm okay with that. It looks really well done. Like, even like, I know you're saying that you wish we would have more budget, but I think that it looks really well put, thank like you. professional, like something you would watch at MTV or VH1. Oh, thank you. Oh my God. Of course. Maybe I should have put, put those, like, you know, those like old school, like the, 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 the like in the, in the corner, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the little like, credits, there, like yeah. Mishima, yeah, like the here. In the yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I should have put that. <laughs> for the next yeah. one, for the next one. For the next one. Uh, you'll see me on Miss Shumai Vivo at the. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes. The, the VH1 divas. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm not kidding when I say you're a literal powerhouse. You can host. Oh, thank you. You are a dancer. You're a singer. What is next for you? I want to know what are some of your goals? I ask all my comedy. guests of these. Comedy, just kidding. Uh, comedy, kidding. designing. No, but like, what are some of your short-term goals and some of the more long-term? Ooh. And by long-term, I'm like... The your dream in drag. Mm, 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 mm. Okay, short term goals. Interesting. I haven't thought about this in a second. So, because I've just been trying to. <laughs> my short term goals: survive. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm. I don't know if you. I, I mean, I'm sure you relate as someone who works a full time job as well as is a a booked drag queen with regular gigs as well. Like it's tiring, and especially as we are in like as. As I am approaching my 30s, my capacity to grind has become far less and my desire to coast has increased. Sometimes I don't want to slay. Sometimes I just want to lay down. So like, I think that's something that I've kind of realized, like, you know, obviously like this working on this music video and my single release was something I really wanted to do. I definitely pushed myself a lot to do it and expended a lot of energy and resources in order to do it. Also, I like caught a cold like the, the week I was supposed to shoot my music video and everything. And like, my God, it was really, it, it these, and like this past month kicked my ass, honestly. But yeah, so like literally the pat ever since like the world opened back up post not post pandemic we're still here i still have a job so we're still in the pandemic um but like since things have opened up and since i've gone back to working my day job performing teaching meetings gig blah 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 like it's bus club another club i my short-term goals are honestly to have a more sustainable life right now because like yeah i was i constantly am on the edge of burnout all the time i don't know what's going to change for me i don't plan on quitting any of my things anytime soon but i am saying no to things that are coming my way which is really hard especially when you're like not a super well-known drag artist who may or may not have been on a television series with much higher booking rates you know what i mean so yeah that's my short-term goal 
So my long-term goals, I do want to create more music and have more, like, you know, visuals. I have some songs I want to work on. Um, who's to know what's next in terms of that realm? But music is expensive, though. I definitely have not broken even from <laughs> the song. I never planned to because I, I know how music works. But long-term goals, I want to be able to expand Send Nudes so that it is a bigger event than it is and that we can take it to other cities. I know that the one place we are likely to take Send Nudes to San Francisco, which is going to be very fun. Yeah, I think one of my dreams, whether or not this is by virtue of being on a televised competition series or not, that is not a hint. That is not a hint. I did not audition this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh. I did not. I did not. No, 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 no. That is not a hint. Um, that is like, if that is down the line for me kind of a thing. But yeah, I would love to tour. I would love to tour, especially in Asia, because I have connections to some drag performers out there. And I would just love to be able to show off my drag to both Asians across the globe and to my family that are across the pond, <laughs> the mainland, if you will. I am obsessed because I, I love your goal, especially the one that is like surviving. I honestly cannot relate to anything more. Like sometimes Girl. you're right. I don't want to slay. I just want to like slay. Like that's a slay. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. like, oh, slay. No, yeah. so totally right. And I'm curious, how does that, how music works? Like you get some sort of like, you know, compensation every time the song is played or how does that um, it work? It, it really depends. It depends. I mean, mu the music industry is so complicated. And for, as if you're in independent you co-write the song you pay your producers blah, blah 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 and then like you make a you make money off of your streams um and you make money off of like other things like performing it and stuff like that so yeah streaming unless you're like a pretty well-known artist like streaming and even with that like it does not make you that much money unless well, like, i'm gonna stream got, like, look here on repeat please thank you <laughs> as i clean the house as i clean my makeup brushes <laughs> ah, ah, oh you're good about that huh i try <laughs> right now they look like a fucking mess. I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, girl, no. Okay, that's what I'll do later today. Now that you reminded me. <laughs> um, it's, been, it's been a while over my... <laughs> girl, um, before last time I cleaned them, like my beauty blender was like covered in like this like old foundation. I'm like, oh, this is not great. I'm like, let's, <laughs> let's see how dirty mine is right now. <laughs> I was like, I have one for my cream blush and one. Okay, this is okay. It's not too bad. No, it's bad. They okay, they could, yeah. they could be worse. They could be worse. They could yeah, be worse. Obviously, you could still go like a month without cleaning yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god, yeah. Shumari, that is all the time that we had. Honestly, it's been such a fun episode. I loved connecting with you, love learning more about your art and everything that makes you so unique. I love it. Oh, Where can you. people follow you and find you on social media? Or thank everywhere, you. like on LA, like can plug everything oh, yeah. you need to plug. Oh, I'm gonna plug it all in so hard. No loop. Mm, plug um, it in so, me. Uh, so you can find me all social, Miss Shumai, M-I-S-S-S-H-U-M-A-I, everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, only, I'm just kidding, I don't have another fan. I'm not confident enough with that, it's okay. And yeah, you can find me also on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music, I'm there. Uh, Luckier is available 
able to stream. And if you want to see me in person, uh, come to Unicorn Trivia every Wednesday at 8 p.m. at Redline in downtown LA. Come take my heels classes every Thursday at Roots in Koreatown every Thursday at 7.30. And follow at Send Nudes Party. That's nudes like noodles with a Z. Don't get your head twisted. Party. Um, we are a monthly show with a rotating cast of all API performers. Everyone's very, very talented. And it's a great space to be in. And yeah, if you've ever said stop Asian, hey, put your money where your mouth is and come to the show. Uh- you better walk the walk, honey. You better walk the yeah. walk. Yeah. So yeah, but no, really, honestly, in all seriousness, like if it, everyone who's come said it's a really great show. So you're gonna want to come to our four year anniversary coming up in early April. Yes. Okay. I have to make time to go to send news because I've been wanting to go and it's been going yeah, on for yeah. like over a year now. <laughs> we are coming up on our four year anniversary, bitch. Girl, <laughs> I know. Okay. Clearly, I'm not very bright. It's okay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Please come through. Please come through. Oh. Uh, Honestly, you're not going to regret it. Mission Y is explosive on the stage. You're going to have such a blast. She's funny on the mic. Honestly, come through, honey. I'm explosive on the toilet, too. Uh, well, after, you know, some nachos, maybe. Some oh, yeah, nachos, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't you know? It's it's part of Asian culture to be what? Lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Did you know that that's a thing? Did you know that's a thing? I've heard it's a thing, yeah. My okay, friends yeah, told me. Yeah. They're like, no, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a thing. It is It is very much so a thing. We can't, uh, we, we we have a hard time processing both alcohol and, and dairy. I also learned very late in my life about Asian glow. Really? Yeah. But fun, fun fact, uh, exclusive peak, Asian glow was going to be, was one of the contending names for Send Nudes when we were first deciding it. Now Asian Glow is the name of the Seattle-based uh, API drag party hosted by my sister, Kylie Mooncake. She, she got the go-ahead for me to take the name. <laughs> She's like, I, yeah. I, yeah, she talked to my lawyer. Yeah, we are, we are, we are, <laughs> she talked to my manager. My people talk to her people. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for listening to 100 Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Leave me a review. If you didn't like it, you're probably homophobic. This episode was edited by Chow Panda Productions. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.